0: Listener supported.
1: WNYC Studios. So I'm going to blow up my older brother's spot for a second here. (laughs) Okay. When he was in high school, he had the epitome of a terrible high school girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Okay, she Mm -hmm. was clingy. She forced him to disobey my parents all the time. It was like a bad scene with the two of them. Now, imagine if you will, I am six years old at the time and a total brat. Oh, little Toby. (laughs) Little Tobin somehow figured out that it would be hilarious if every time (laughs) she came to the house, I pretended to not remember her name.
2: Oh, Tobin.
1: Even though we had met several times. So she would show up and be like, Tobin. And I would be like, hmm, I want to say Sarah? No. Linda? (laughs) Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Kind of don't remember. Oh, my God. And I like... Tortured this girl, (sighs) but here's the funny thing: is like I sort of remember my parents whenever they would discipline me about like being mean to her or talk to me about it. It was sort of with like a wink, like "You're doing good, kid." (laughs) Be like, "Now, Tobin, that's mean. Don't do that again." Oh, Tobin. (laughs) There's a chance I was a shit sibling.
2: Yeah. From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy with your host. Tobin Lowe and Kathy Too. Kathy. Tobin.
1: So there's this comedian, Nori Davis.
2: Nori! He was on Two Dub Queens.
3: Yes,
1: loved him. Uh huh. And if you remember, in that set, he talked about his brother Khalil, who's trans.
3: At first, before, you know, his transition, I didn't understand what it was before he explained to me. And something you don't understand, you have an ignorant mind to it. So before he was going through it, I'm sad to admit this. I thought transgender, seriously, I thought it was, I thought it was like the ultimate gay.
1: You know, I thought it was a level every gay person's trying to turn. Nori talks about Khalil a lot in his act. He was actually in the audience when Nori taped this comedy special. And in a way, that's been easy, doing stand-up about their relationship. But in real life, they've never really sat down as brothers and just talked about everything that's happened. Why do you sound so awkward?
4: Because it's nervous. I'll get to it. Why do you sound
3: as... Nothing's happening. Everything's fine. We're just going to talk. Well, Khalil, as a kid, you were
4: a girl, correct? Yes. <laughs> I was born a female, raised as... Our mom tried so hard to raise me as a girl. Oh my
3: God, so but hard. But
4: that was not working at all. Yeah. And I was forced into a damn dress. Yeah, you and, were forced um, into that dress. You I hated it. I was forced it. into everything, like pink, all that stuff uh-huh it was
3: horrible your room was like white Oh well, no it was pink. green i
4: got to pick that thank god okay
3: i lived in the the, the room downstairs and i was so jealous yeah i was like look at was, the
4: colors i didn't even know that toys.
3: and that's crazy i'm just living my boyish life and i was just there and you're hating. like oh i want this i want to switch with him
4: exactly like especially when you were gone, i was just sneaking in your room and play with things and just really hell yeah and then i'll run when you come because you're thinking like <laughs> you were just thinking like i was taking your shit but i was like i was in my happy moments like i had dolls and barbies and like them damn play sets and that's true yeah the play sets I was bad so people ever say like you can you will know when you're trans like when you're little like you don't know the language mm-hmm. or what to call it but i'm just like why does he keep getting dope shit yeah and then when i would try to go for it I would get denied, like, hard body. Like, mom would just come be like, no. And I'm just like, why?
3: Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, but, you know, I'm a kid.
4: Hell yeah. So anything we got to share, like, video games, I was happy as hell. Because I was like, I'll get to play with you. like, Like, yeah. I'm allowed to play with that.
3: So let's talk about the great day that was like, I knew you were going to be gay. It's like prom.
4: Oh, man. your prom, your prom not I mine. That was before prom. I already had like a girl few girlfriends
3: before. That's true. But I just remember it being that blankly of like mom having you in that dress and oh, and then bro. your hair all done up like you were just like some R and B from r and B group and oh. me and Auntie were like, This is not right. And mom just kept screaming, She she's beautiful, she she's beautiful, she's beautiful, and we just like
4: by then, like, prime and all that, I was out, bro. Like, once I saw, like, you can go away to college, I was like, I i couldn't wait to cross that stage. I was like, Jesus. I'm never coming back. Wow. I graduated '06, so, like, that oh six, oh seven, I was a freshman. But I didn't um, transition, actually, to, like, 2010.
3: So tell me the moment when you felt like, oh... This is a thing. I can do this cuz that's kind of like the same moment I had with stand up where it was like, "All right, I could do stand up." Boom. And then what was your moment? Where it's like, "Oh, I can be a man. I can transition." Oh, like, um, what was that moment?
4: Thank God for like my college was very inclusive and like very diverse. Every semester you'll have a drag show, which will Dope, like the talk of the town or whatever. So then there's this one dude like doing a show and every girl's like going crazy. And then everybody's whispering like, yo, did you know that used to be a girl? Like, did you know that used to be a girl, blah, 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 and all this. I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, no, he like, she transitioned into a man. Like So he, I was like, you can do that? Like I seriously like ran home and Googled the fuck out of it. Like anything I can find and I was seeing it. And then it was just like, bing, bing, bing. And I was just like, what?
3: Because you told me in the backyard of my ex fiance now, girlfriend then, mm-hmm. and, and then we're smoking, you're like, yeah, ma'am, transition. I felt like I'm a man. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you're like, yeah, I'm a man. So, but transition into a man, like change my name and t- do testosterone shots. And I was just like, I don't know what's in this weed, bro. Like, <laughs> But okay. <laughs> um, and I remember honestly being scared for you because it's just like, how more diverse do you need to be? You have sickle cell, you're black. Then now you're going to transition to a, a guy. I don't even know how that works. Oh man, Yes, yeah, so I was scared for you, man. That's how I honestly felt. But I knew how crazy and how stern and strict our mother was. So I just felt like I have to be... This rock and bridge for both of y'all because I didn't want to lose you. Yeah. And then I just saw how how ignorant she was because I remember just being like, so what? Like so? But like Brian, it's twenty. Man, um, this what? is not nineteen fifty eight. Like so what? But she always had that. I want a daughter. Yeah. I remember her always screaming that around the house when you were there. Like great, now I can have a fucking. Now I can go to a wedding. Can't yeah. walk my daughter down the aisle. she was like I'm using, like, using this for
4: as like a show pony just to like. Fucking um, bragged her friends and all that. Yeah. So I was just like, no.
3: I remember that. Yeah, you wrote a letter, like, yeah, if I'm not going to, if you're not going to accept me, like, I'm just going to off myself. Yeah it, was, or... yeah,
4: it was like either you're not going to accept me, I'm, I'm going to off myself, or you're just never going to see me again. Like, yeah. I was so close. Like, that's how I had that mechanism to just shut down and like act like it doesn't exist mm-hmm. and then just go on about my life. So now it's just like, you have, that's why I gave the options to everybody in the family. Like, you can either accept this. Or I'm not gonna be here, or you're never gonna see me ever again. In and life. I
3: believe mom's prideful self, it took her a lot to tell me that. And I was like, what? Like, look, either you just get over yourself, because at the end of the day, it's still your child. Mm-hmm. It's still your child. Like, do you want your child here or not? No, I want my child here. All right, then. Then mm-hmm. what's the problem? I remember having that conversation with her in the kitchen. And then I felt like I broke through to her with that
4: mom will always have those moments and it was just like hard for her to trust her too because then it was like even when you would get through to her it's like okay i'm fine fine but then it's like when she'll see me oh why are you looking like that why are you dressing like that blah blah and all this other stuff and i'm just like yeah now you coming like now you're flipping on your word i'm like here we go again basically by that time i already attempted suicide twice and i kept Waking up, so I'm just like, okay, I guess the universe has something for me. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. Time out. You attempted suicide twice? Twice, man. Niggas is this the first time you're telling me this? Oh I thought you knew. No, I never knew this. Are you serious? Yeah man. So what, just taking pills?
4: Yeah. Take mad pills. How many? Six. Six. Like six seven of, like, the morphine and all. About. A morphine. Yeah, because the sickle started to get the pain medicine yeah. and all that other stuff. But it was just like... Because I was in college. I remember, I went to college to run away. Just unhappy. And then I just felt like a disconnect. So I was just like, this is... I couldn't do it no more. It was just like... Oh, man. Living as a female and just all that stuff they expected from you, like being a woman and all this other stuff. Like, it was just... It just sucks. And then it was just a constant, um was it, taunting, seeing, like, men doing, like, whatever they wanted to do or, like, freedom and all this other stuff, like, privileges you're out just there just and all jailed, that.
3: You're jailed. And I'm just, burned. like,
4: I identify with that so much, but it's, like, nobody can't see it. So it's, like, you're just literally drowning and, like, screaming inside. And it's just, like, mm. why? Like, every time, I was just, like, God, if you have something meant for me, I'll wake up.
3: Obviously, because you have to come here and record
4: this podcast. You're not. Obviously. And that's, that's why true those, those,
3: those attempts failed, because you have to sit here and record this podcast with your brother. <laughs> and I would have to talk about your journey on my stand-up. So God had a huge, he's like, oh, no, there's no way. So what is Nori <laughs> going to talk about? Where is Khalil going to go and be successful and do what he does? That's true. All right, so mom was kind of like our what can i say uh magneto type <laughs> no, magneto, but actually, then dad was kind of famous cuz then you had to come out to him I mean, and then you hated you really hated him i never understood mm-hmm. that cuz he never said anything but but Just, there was like you
4: always piss me over dad because i am his splitting image like yeah, anything no, yeah. he are. liked like karate he excelled i excelled trophies everything like that he's just like all right bro. he never
3: talked he never, never talked to never us talked. He never talked never but stopped. i can but maybe he's soaking like he which is so immature of him it's like that's not our fault nigga like but then it's like now right now 2017 he's retiring like this month mm-hmm. He won't shut the fuck up. He talks to me all the time, and now I don't want to talk to him. Well, no, but it's so weird. It's so weird. I was so with, like
4: buddy, buddy. Like he was always quiet around me, but I'm, I'm thinking like he's speaking to you. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah, well, but yeah, no, but
3: your conversation. so, but I would deal with his, of you coming out with him because he would keep going. Um, so how's she doing? How she? I'm like, he's fine. Khalil's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's K? So then now, now he's at a point with the K Where he just calls you K, which mm-hmm. kind of. Sucks because it has no gender. <laughs> it's like, it's like cereal. Like, nigga, he ain't cereal. Yeah. Like, it ain't special K. It's like, <laughs> it's Khalil, right? <laughs> so it's, and then I would battle with it myself like, oh, am I supposed to fight this battle for you? Am I supposed <laughs> to be your fucking night, like, no, say the pronouns right, right? <laughs> or am I supposed to just be like, look, man, he's just ignorant, and I don't give a fuck, and know, you don't really the, talk to him, so.
4: No, the first time I came Weird. out, I called him, I was like, yeah, I'm transitioning. He was like, alright, well, it's your life, do what you want to do. And I'm just like, wait, what?
3: Yeah, right, I got it.
4: And I was just like, wait, so I'm telling you transition to my life, you know, yeah, now, how's your mom going to take it? Well, she she's doing with the house. she, alright, alright, talk to you later, that was it especially with the surgeries and all that. That's I got back at dad because I was always on dad's medical insurance, but he never checked the goddamn bill whatsoever in life. So I was like, I'm gonna use this motherfucker. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you so what, I use call, his insurance? Exactly. So I called him up and everything. And I was like, so would he know? Like, no, you're 18, he doesn't know, he'll just get a bill. And I was like, What? It's like put this surgery on that man's and, card. And this
3: surgery Thank was you. to remove your breast. Yeah, the That's chest right. surgery. And I the was chest like surgery. Put
4: that on that man's card, my good sir. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta figure out who you are now, too, like, once you transition, because it's like, okay, I got the physical part down, there. or, like, it's forming. but now, like, internally, like, what type of man am I? Now that transition, everything that I get from you, it's like, now I get that guide or mentor of, like, how to... Assimilate, not assimilate, but just like navigate or move through like the heterosexual male world and like oh, <laughs> yeah, how to be a man. It's so different because like there are some things like from like being female and women that are like dope or fun to like grooming or like lotions and all those things. Like I still love all that stuff.
3: Yeah, or that's like, weird.
4: Or then like having like the girlfriend's like speaking and talking, and then that's what that was one thing that I didn't notice because I'm just like all right, cool. Like now I pass, now I'm hanging out with guys. And now we're hanging out and then it's just quiet or like just watching a TV or a video game. And I'm just like, wait, why is nobody talking? Like, there's no gossip? There's no, like, no And I'm no. just like, this is I was like. We just watch
3: the game. Yeah. We play the game and we shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> like, bro, I get this from my girl. I don't need this from you. Like, shut the fuck up. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> and then. You would take for me is like proper handshake etiquette.
4: Oh man, I still suck. Like, shop. I'm learning giving pounds. Like I remember you telling just... me
3: like, "Yo, how do I go to the barbershop? Like, how do I like? Who do I talk to?" I'm exactly. like, "Just talk to the barber and sit the fuck down. That's it." And, <laughs> and give a hand. I like, give a pound. And the dude I that doesn't give you at pound, pounds, I'm don't. trying though. So, no, you don't suck. You it, think you have to? Let that. me see. Yeah, all right. So you know what it is? You you you're a little rough. You you you're oh, coming okay. so hard. You got just there you ah, go loose loose be like gotcha. Walter Bruce Lee oh, like, no. like what's up give no. me give me a pound give me a pound boom ah, there you go yeah I remember like you coming so hard <laughs> yeah. and I was just like yeah you don't need to be a man all the time like that's not what it is. Ah, high that? five nigga oh, that's, that, that's not like, I'm not a girl yeah, no yeah, more yeah, ah. yeah I just shot my thigh with I'm a I, man, man i a
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's the what's the worst thing your sister's ever done to you?
4: When we were little, she drew a line in the middle of our bedroom and I wasn't allowed to cross the line and I had to cross the line to get out of the bedroom door.
1: Do you feel like that's an accurate representation of that story with the line? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was the bad sister. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nancy will be back in a minute. and we're back. So, at the end of July, Donald Trump tweeted kind of out of nowhere that he was banning transgender people from the military. And it was really sad and scary
1: news for a lot of people. And despite everything, one person did manage to make us laugh that day, and that was comedian Patty Harrison.
0: Now, Jimmy, I'm a transgender woman, and as a trans person, it's hard to articulate exactly how I feel. But I guess if I had to describe it, I'd say Donald, you're so stupid. You are so stupid. You're lucky you're so hot.
2: (laughs) Patty went on The Tonight Show to give Jimmy Fallon a trans perspective on the news. And the whole thing was just so deadpan and weird that it was basically the perfect response to those bananas Trump tweets.
0: No, I don't even think Trump knows what transgender means. He probably thinks transgender people are those cars that turn into robots.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, it might be, might be so. Uh, Patty, before you go, do you have any final thoughts about all this? Well, first, I
0: want to say that there are amazingly brave trans people who should be allowed to serve, like Kristen Beck, a retired Navy SEAL with a Purple Heart, Bronze Star, and countless service. And yet Trump says transgender people in the military would be a tremendous disruption. And I get it. If you constantly draw attention to yourself, spend all day distracting everyone and cost taxpayers millions of dollars, the perfect job for you isn't the military, it's the president of the United States.
2: (laughs) Patty Harrison, everybody. Thank you.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wow. I delivered that much more muted than it. I felt like I was being so loud in my head. (laughs) And then I was kind of talking like a kiosk, like an automated voice from a kiosk.
1: Yeah. Well, we should say that that happened just like a couple hours after President Trump tweeted. So you were on air so quickly after that. Like, did you know going in what you were already going to say? How did that work?
0: So I was actually in a cab to do voiceover recording for something else. And the driver was listening to, like, talk radio. And that's how I learned about the military band. It was very kind of surreal because he was listening to this, like, AM radio where it was, like, very poor quality. And it sounded mm-hmm. like it was kind of like, military, <laughs> and also, and I was like, that can't be right. And then... <laughs> My friend Joe Firestone, she texted me and was like, Hey, she writes for the Tonight Show. Ah. And she's like, Hey, the um they wanted to do a piece on this and they'd like to like have a transgender person share their thoughts on it specifically. Um, and I like got there, they had jokes prepared that they had written, and then they kinda like mined like, so where were you when you found out? What are your feelings? Like, how do you feel? Whenever I go into a situation where, like, people have written jokes for me, specifically on, like, being trans, I always, like, my butthole clenches because mm. I'm, like, mm. waiting yeah. to read, like, really transphobic kind of hack dick jokes and stuff. Yeah. Kind of the old punchlines that trans women are always used for. But the jokes that they wrote were, like, very, very thoughtful and nice and, like, funny. Mm. So, what, were the
2: writers all, like, straight white cis dudes?
0: In the, Yeah, in the room for the monologue, it was, like, cis white guys. Mm. But... I didn't, like, challenge them about their queerness or anything. I I don't (laughs) want to assume that they're straight. But I did see, you know, some fitted uh, packs and (laughs) pants. I'm going to drag them all right now. (laughs) Thank you for changing my life for the better. Um, But it's probably, like, the first time I've, like, gone into a paid situation where I felt, like, secure and, like, I had
1: control. Mm. Have you had the experience where you walked into a gig and somebody hands you a sheet of, like, totally transphobic jokes and you have to navigate that? And, like, how do you navigate that?
0: I've had people, like, approach me because they're like, hey, we want to work with you. And they'll, like, send me a script and it's just awful. Mm. Awful in the sense that it's, like, very offensive and degrading and like, a cellular level where I'm like, oh, this is kind of attacking, like, the fibers of my DNA of, Mm. like— this sucks, uh, and that's really stressful because sometimes it's from higher up, like people that could potentially like change the course of your career. Mm-hmm. Um, from someone who like I've watched their work growing up mm-hmm. and like thought they were amazing, and they sent me this thing, and it's like now it's my job to be like, "Hey, this is offensive because this," and it's like, but then it's like, "Oh, I don't want to seem like a wet blanket. I don't want them to like think that I'm difficult to work with." Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And that's kind of the deal that you get in an industry that for a very long time has been predominantly white cis-het. Mm-hmm. And so your oppression is a selling point or it's used didactically to teach someone something, which when it's done in that way, it's like the intentions are good. But in that same like breath, it becomes a point when it's like, oh, this is like the only thing you want me to do? It's like, yeah. I also like yeah. to, you know, joke about farts and, you know. <laughs> and so I think it's very funny that like, the piece for the most part that I did on The Tonight Show was like, very clean. Because mm-hmm. it's like, NBC. It's very like, accessible. And then, like, people are like, oh, I'm a big fan. And they, like, look me up online and find my tweets and they're all about, like, fucking dogs. Like, (laughs) there's someone coming on me or me coming on someone else or me coming near a pond or me getting fisted near a pond. And, like, people are like, what is this? (laughs) I, like, get all these, like, DMs that are like, you're disgusting. And like, I know. (laughs) I'm just not allowed to say it on TV. I'm Patty. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Pensacola, California. I've tried online dating sites and dating apps like Tinder. There's just been no... No luck, so I'm really ready to just you know open myself up to dating new kinds of people, even if that means being a, a dog.
1: It's so true. We were like passing around different YouTube videos and like different things that you've done, and we like love them so hardcore. And we're also like, oh man, the Jimmy Fallon set is like so funny, but it's like a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this thing that is sort of like brought you into the public eye. So there's like probably some.
0: It's kind, this is kind discord. of like my Full House, like Bob Saget's Full House. <laughs> How everyone was like, well, Bob Saget's on Full House. But then everyone's like, have you seen his stand-up? It's oh, so yeah. raunchy. <laughs> it's so raunchy. I wouldn't, like, I don't go on stage when my live shows in Brooklyn, like, have them introduce me as the transgender comedian, <laughs> Penny Harrison. Right. But I think there are points when it's labels do matter, especially if you're – talking to a demographic that might not have heard from, like, a trans person before. Like, if you're accessing a group of people who have not seen a trans person in a humanized way, they've only seen them as, like, a dead prostitute on, like, SVU or something, which is my dream role, So, which oh I'm sure God. I will play.
1: Same. <laughs> 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 We like don't have a good segue about this, but yeah. you're obsessed with Laura Dern, and can we just talk about that for a little bit? I was obsessed with Laura Dern because
0: Jurassic Park for like a solid four years of my childhood was the only movie that I watched. Wow! It, I loved Jurassic Park because I was like, I'm going to be an archaeologist. And then I just loved her outfit, and I loved the way she ran with mm-hmm. that flashlight attached mm-hmm. to her foot,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I
0: loved the way she said, "Run." <laughs> run. Is it what is it? It's like yeah. oh, Mr. Arnold, I think we're back in business. And it's like <laughs> and it's head comes through. Wow.
1: Also the I always think of her like convulsive crying run when she yeah. sees him again. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> <right."> Yeah. <laughs> like it's she great. really sells that yeah. part mm-hmm. Okay, so we have another clip from the series of videos you did for Seriously.tv where you do like this funhouse version of an Animal Planet show.
0: Hi, I'm Patty, and welcome to Patty Reviews Exotic Animal Edition. I'm here with Nick. Nick, what the f is this thing? Shut it up! This is Giggle, oh my God! The now, why is her name Giggles?
4: Oh, well, because they're called the Laughing Kookaburra, and her call sounds like laughing.
0: What kind of jokes do you think makes this bird laugh?
4: Uh, wouldn't take much.
0: Racist jokes.
4: Sure, racist jokes.
0: Tell a racist joke, Nick.
4: No, no, I will not tell a racist joke.
0: Do all kookaburras have my mom's voice and? laugh like my mom does whenever I tell her that I'm gonna be somebody.
3: They do, they all have this call that they do.
2: No, mom, I am gonna make it in New York. you, what do you know?
0: You don't care about what I do, you don't think I'm talented? But I thought, I'm gonna be a star and I'm gonna forget all about you when I do. You and your knife for a mouth.
1: So, wow, I think that plays better as a soundbite than it does (laughs) visually. it plays well both ways i think i my question <laughs> is how rooted in truth is that joke in terms of like your relationship with your mom and and you choosing your career oh, yeah.
0: it is rooted in truth that bit was like improvised mm-hmm. uh but not as harsh like i've always just wanted to like impress my mom and she's so she's 69 she's from vietnam and she moved from vietnam straight to ohio and just has like lived only in Ohio and only watches, like, the only thing that she watches on TV that she likes is Judge Judy and Geico commercials. That's, so like, her favorite thing. Like, <laughs> nothing—I will never make her laugh as hard as the Geico Gecko makes her laugh. Wow. Anytime I've, like, told her about, like, any of this stuff, she's like, okay. Like, oh, mom, I'm, like, I'm going to be on The Tonight Show. She's like, okay, well, do you need— are you calling me because you're me send you money? Okay. No?
2: Okay, well oh my God.
0: Also I don't want to be as pigeonholed as the Asian comedian who does like an Asian accent for their mom. Right. <laughs> right.
2: Oh, but, but I feel that so hard. It's it's <laughs>
0: she's very supportive and like kind of a oh that's nice. Do you need money?
2: Okay, then bye. Like off the phone. Gets off the phone. Yeah, my mom's version of that is can you make a living off that? <laughs> Are you sure?
0: Do you get health benefits?
2: Yeah. yeah. Are they gonna fire you soon? Yeah, That's, that. yeah. yeah. When
0: I got the job at the website, she like wept because I told her that I, I was like, Yeah, I can get health benefits. <laughs> she was like, oh, That thank was the piece God. of it. Yeah, like that was like, which is like she doesn't give a shit about like Anything she just wants me to like be safe and stuff, which is like sweet, which is what I should focus on. But I'm like, no, praise (laughs) me for (laughs) my tea. Did you see when that transgender comedian bashed Donald Trump? They're like, (laughs) watch this trans comedian epic takedown of Donald Trump. I'm like, Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't think we've laughed this much in the interview ever. I know.
2: Thank you so uh, much. Thank you
1: so much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you
0: for having me. This is so much fun. I like him just gab and gab and gab. Yeah. I'm a Gabby Go. Yes. <laughs> Trademark it. <laughs> gabby Go.
2: Credits time.
1: Social media, you know what to do. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Nancy Podcast.
2: Plus, we've got links to Patty and Nori's comedy at our website, nancypodcast.org.
1: Okay, okay. Producers.
2: Matt Collette and Rachel Neal.
1: Sound designers.
2: Jeremy Bloom and Matt Boynton. Intern. Caleb Cotting. Editor. Jenny Lawton.
1: Executive producer.
2: Paula Schumann.
1: I'm Tobin Lowe.
2: I'm Kathy Tu. And
1: Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios. See? (laughs) The magic? No. Because the great take was wasted with an interruption from before. This (laughs) is some bullshit.